Good morning, Big Ten fans. Welcome back to another edition of the Big Ten Morning Minutes. I'm your host, Mike Chen. Give me a follow on Twitter at Mike F. Chen. Follow the show site over there as well at Big Ten MM. It is January 1st, 2021. Happy New Year to you all. I apologize. I am coming to you a little bit late, but uh, you know that was due to staying up pretty late last night due to uh, celebrating New Year's. Uh, had a quiet one, obviously, but uh, it's still nice to celebrate and kind of uh, wash your hands of 2020, and that's exactly what we did last night. So I hope you had a safe and fun New Year's Eve last night, but there was still some things going on in the Big Ten, and especially the fact that we've got a college football playoff semifinal featuring Ohio State, and Northwestern gets to exercise a little bit of SEC demons this afternoon. But before we get into that, let's get into a couple of things that happened off the field yesterday, and we'll start off with Northwestern. And Pat Fitzgerald. Pat Fitzgerald yesterday won the Dennis Dodd Trophy, and that is the trophy that goes out to the National Coach of the Year. No surprise here. Actually, a little bit of surprise here, because when you think about it, he didn't even win Big Ten Coach of the Year. He came in second, and that's to Tom Allen in my estimation. And I'll tell you this. It's something that uh, when you continually look at uh, – you know, the Big Ten, I think, does a really good job of uh, identifying who does, uh, you know, well. And, you know, it's just odd, to, you know, that nationally they just go in different directions. But uh, nevertheless, Pat Fitzgerald had a fantastic season, uh, guided Northwestern to one hell of a year in this pandemic season. And when you think about what they actually accomplished the Wildcats. I mean, it was pretty special, um, especially after what happened last year. Uh, such a down year when you didn't expect that. Uh, to make it all the way to to the Big Ten title game once again uh, when things look stacked against them. And, you know, Pat Fitzgerald, uh, you know, go back to what he said at the end of the 2019 season. You won't see us in this position again. We'll see you in Indy. Well, we saw them in Indy. Unfortunately, they didn't beat the Buckeyes. But they gave them a game for at least a half. That first half, they were first year the better team. And when Ohio State figured out that all they needed to do was uh, grind it out, use that elite offensive line that they had, and, and grind it out in the ground in the second half, yeah, then Northwestern looked a little overmatched, but I'll tell you this. The Wildcats, over the course of the season, have done a fantastic job. And hats off to Pat Fitzgerald. I mean, he's a class act, uh, such a a nice man. Nobody ever says anything bad about him. Not only that, he runs a great program, a clean program, a program that there's a reason why a lot of NFL teams come after him. It's because he does it the right way. And, you know, he's got tons of respect from everyone, you know, other coaches, players, uh, alumni, etc. So, uh, Pat Fitzgerald, congratulations on winning the Dodd Trophy. Uh, former Michigan offensive lineman Zach Carpenter has found his new home, and that is to the Big Ten's reigning Coach of the Year's team. Indiana, 
Uh, Carpenter really didn't play a ton in his time at Michigan. Uh, you know, played a little bit, but not a lot. Uh, but I like this, uh, you know, this transfer for Indiana because you're getting a guy who's familiar with the Big Ten, uh, who knows the other Big Ten programs, knows what it takes. He's been in a Big Ten weight room for the past four years. And uh, I think that, you know, anytime you get transfers like this, it's a little odd going from, you know, teams to teams inside a conference, but uh, it is what it is. And Carpenter will be transferring to Indiana. Good news for Iowa yesterday as their center, Tyler Lindenbaum, will be returning next year. Lindenbaum showed up on multiple All-American lists, not necessarily the first team on every single one of them, but some of them got mixed in. So Linderbaum is one of the best centers in the country. And when you get an offensive lineman of his caliber to return, uh, especially when you're losing a guy like Alaric Jackson, who declared for the NFL draft a few days ago, uh, that's a big boon for Kirk Ferentz, who also is returning for his 23rd season. That's a lot of football that he has coached, and especially after a tumultuous offseason for Iowa, what they did on the field was pretty impressive to kind of brush away the fact that there was a, a big-time lawsuit, a lot of accusations by former players about the culture surrounding the program, and for them to go out and, and perform at a high level. Uh, obviously, unfortunately, their bowl game got canceled, but uh, when you look at what they did over the course of the season, you, you have to say, hey, look, that's that's a team that was resilient. That's a team that you know, played well through adversity. So uh, good news for Iowa that Tyler Linderbaum, their star center, will be returning next year. Penn State gets transfer defensive end Arnold Abikite. Uh, he's formerly of Temple. Uh, Abikite jumped into the portal about 10 days ago. Penn State reached out, and he immediately kind of gravitated towards James Franklin and the program. Uh, this is a, it's a move that Abi Kite probably uh, would have made anyways. It's a, you know, it's not that far temple in Penn state. They're very similar. And, you know, the jump that we've seen isn't too big sometimes from, uh, you know, an FCS school like temple over to a big 10 school. So uh, this is a nice addition for James Franklin. And he warned you that this was going to happen with the smaller recruiting class that they signed, especially during the early signing period. I think Franklin knew that in order for him to add some quality players, he was going to get onto the transfer portal and go after those players a little bit more. And especially this year when the NCAA is giving everyone that free year, this year doesn't count towards your eligibility. It makes a lot of sense. It's going to be, you know, I hate to say it, but, uh, you know, the transfer portal really has changed a lot of things. A lot of coaches would rather go after transfers right now uh, than 18-year-old kids who still haven't matured, who still are going to have to learn offenses, who aren't familiar with uh, collegiate weight rooms and, and the grind that it takes every Saturday to go out there and perform at a high level. I mean, let's just be real here. Do you want a guy that's got experience or the guy that doesn't? Most of the time, you're going to lean towards the guy that does have experience, and that's what's happening a lot right now with the transfer portal, and especially with what's going on at Penn State. I mean, Jason Owe, off to the NFL. They're, they're losing so many guys uh, on that defense that – they need guys who are going to be able to just come in and play right away. You don't want, a, you know, a, a 
a freshman will come in, they might be inconsistent and still make silly mistakes. But a guy like Amikite, uh, who has experience at the collegiate level, is going to come in and not make those kind of mistakes. So uh, especially in a year after Penn State has a very bad year, their first losing year in a very long time, James Franklin going to the transfer portal and grabbing a player is not something that I'm surprised at at all. All right, it is time for us to go over the bowl games for today. And obviously the big game is Ohio State and Clemson. But uh, let's get into the Auburn-Northwestern game first. Uh, This one, I actually like Northwestern. They're favored by four points. Uh, Auburn, to me, uh, the SEC has shown that they're uh, they're not as deep as everyone would have thought. Now, yeah. Uh, Mississippi State did win yesterday against uh, Temple in a, and then you know if you go online and take a look, there's a, a massive brawl that that ensued after that game. But uh, I, I feel like uh, you know the SEC is a little overrated this year, um, and I think that they're going to see that. I think the tippy top of it, Alabama. They are not overrated. I think Alabama is a absolute juggernaut, and I don't think that anyone's going to stop them this year. Uh, even if you know Ohio State manages to exercise their Clemson demons later on in the evening, I just don't feel as if the Buckeyes or even the Clemson Tigers, for that matter, will be able to beat Alabama. I just think they're an unstoppable force this year, and most likely you're going to see them uh, holding up the College Football Playoff trophy at the end of the year in about two weeks. So uh, to me, that's a game where you know I, I just feel like it's uh, you know. It's going to be tough, but uh, back to Auburn Northwestern. I like this one. I think as as long as Northwestern's offense gets over that 24-point mark, I think they win. I I do think they hold Bo Nix and the Auburn offense down. Uh, Bo Nix is solid, but he's not spectacular. Uh, Northwestern, especially with Mike Hankel, it's going out. Uh, they want to go give him a win going out. Uh, there is, um, if you go on their social media yesterday, uh, there is a heartfelt. Uh, chat that Hankowitz gave to the team, uh, kind of thanking him for everything. Um, you know, obviously he's stepping away from coaching after this year. Uh, there's a big shoes to fill in Northwestern because of that. But uh, this last go around for the Wildcats, I feel like they're just going to be so hyped up. Um, you know, Patty Fisher, uh, Chris Bergen, uh, the, the whole lot of them. Uh, they're going to be ready. They're going to come out and play at a high level, I think. And um, you know, you're, you're looking, you know, Brandon Joseph. Um, you know, there's so many guys in that Northwestern defense that are just high level players. And I feel like uh, when push comes to shove, uh, Northwestern, they'll be able to handle Auburn fairly easily this afternoon. Uh, that one's a noon game, so Ohio State plays. In the evening against Clemson, I think this one a lot depends on if the Ohio State defense can handle Trevor Lawrence. Uh, Trevor Lawrence is the presumed number one overall draft pick in the NFL, and there's a reason why. Trevor Lawrence has one loss in his career. It was last year to the LSU juggernaut in the national championship game. Yes, Clemson has lost other games while 
Lawrence was there, but that wasn't on him. That was DJ Yui Unkalele. Uh, he lost to Notre Dame. They exercised that demon as well in the ATC championship game. And when you look at this game, I think that you know both teams aren't nearly as, in my estimation, both teams aren't as good as last year's game. I mean, Ohio State had an opportunity at the end of it to win, unfortunately for the Buckeyes, instead of continuing his route, uh, Chris Olave cut back outside instead of continuing to go inside. Justin Fields threw the ball inside, interception, game over, Clemson wins, moves on to the national championship to get beaten by the aforementioned LSU Tigers. But this one, I think Ohio State sees this one as as a semblance of a revenge game. I really don't think that they need to do that. I think that uh, I think their motivation for this one should be just shutting up all the haters. And Dabo Swinney has given them a, a enough locker room fodder uh, over the course of the last week and a half that they don't. I don't think they need to get hyped any more hyped up for this game. They'll be ready. Uh, the Buckeyes will come out. I think they'll play well. But unfortunately, just the Trevor Lawrence factor, I just can't see them winning this game. Uh, I, I think that they play it close. Uh, I think Clemson, you know, they're favored by seven. I, I think it's close. I think it's a three-point game-ish. Uh, you know, it's a, it's definitely a one-score game in this one. I think the teams are fairly evenly matched. But unfortunately for Ohio State, when, when you look at uh, just the history of everything, uh, I just feel like Clemson, uh, you know, continues their mastery of the Buckeyes, uh, improves to 5-0, and and beats Ohio State to advance and, and face Alabama in the national championship game in about two weeks. One final game that we're going to go over this morning, and that is Old Miss taking on Indiana. I feel like Indiana got the shaft. Uh, yeah. 100%. The Outback Bowl is a good bowl. And when you go to that bowl and you face an SEC opponent, you don't expect to face a 4-5, and five, under 500 Ole Miss. Uh, Indiana will be up, I think. And I think that you know they feel a little disrespected as well, just like Ohio State does. Uh, I think that Tom Allen prepares his team well, and they ultimately go out and beat an overmatched uh, Ole Miss team. So I think that the the Big Ten will defeat the SEC in their two matchups that they actually will play. So uh, I like what uh, you know the Big Ten has done uh, so far. Obviously, just one game, uh, four games total, which is so odd to hear. You know, it's like going back. Uh, into the 60s and 70s where only one team would be allowed to go to a bowl game from each conference. It's just so weird. And I, it's, it's uh, you know, it, it's just nice. It'll be nice to just get away from this odd, odd 2020 that we had. So uh, I think that the Big Ten goes, um, you know, in the rest of the bowl games, I think they go two and one. Uh, like I said, I, I feel like Indiana and Northwestern get their wins, unfortunately, in the big game. The Big Ten comes up short once again. I just I hate to say it, but that's that's what uh, how I how I see it playing out. Uh, let's go over the basketball scores from yesterday very quickly before we wrap things up. Uh, Minnesota, their little run was ended in a big way by Wisconsin last night—a seventy-one to fifty-nine win for the Badgers at the Kohl Center. 
And, uh, you know, this one just, uh, you know, Minnesota played them tight in, in the beginning. Uh, only a seven-point lead for Minnesota at the half, but um, then they turned on the Jets in the second half and really played a good basketball game. Uh, the Golden Gophers, uh, their issue was they got five points from their bench. You, you can't win really doing that. You need a little bit more contribution from your bench. Uh, Micah Potter led the uh, Badgers with 18 points and 11 boards. Double-double for the transfer from Ohio State. Michigan is still undefeated and went into College Park and beat a solid Maryland team, 84-73. to Andre Dickinson continues his assault on Big Ten player. Uh, I'm sorry, Big Ten freshman of the year. 26 points, 11 rebounds, and one assist. That When... Dickinson committed to Michigan. There's a lot of chatter that he was going to make some noise, and that was exactly it. He has done a fantastic job uh, since Juwan Howard has in- inserted him into the starting role, and he's just taken it and run with it and really done a fantastic job. Um, he's already won Big Ten Freshman of the Week two weeks out of his starting time. I think that's going to continue with performances like this. Uh, Donta Scott from Maryland in a losing effort, scored 19 points, had six boards and a couple assists. But, uh, you know, that's just, um, you know, it's something that you you got to handle right now. I think uh, when the new polls come out next week, I think you're going to see Michigan a little bit higher than that 16. I really do. That's going to do it for me this morning on your Big Ten Morning Minutes. Once again, I appreciate the listen. Happy New Year. Go ahead and give me a follow on Twitter at MikeFChen. Follow the show site over there as well at Big Ten. I'm, I'm ready to share us on all of your listening platforms. Have a great Friday, Big Ten fans. I will talk to you on Monday morning.